song title again? I'm the lonely little Is it rolling, Bob? Check, check, check. Yeah, boy. It's 4 a.m. And I need to get to sleep. Oh, it's been rough. Uh, rough getting to sleep. Oh, my God. I've had to get up several times for a leak. Now, that's not unusual. Uh, but the thing is, I go all day, you know? Like, I, I was... I'll go for hours and hours and hours. Everybody else has gone for a leak, and I haven't. I got a bladder. I could just hold back a lot. But then, uh, boy, oh, boy, there's a lot of beer to get rid of, a lot of liquids. Um, but on top of that, I puked, too. I, you know, I, I forced myself to puke. That's pretty ugly. Sorry to share that with you, but, hey, this is reality talking here. I couldn't get to see. I got those that... Um, you know, I've had before, you've heard it on these trips, either I start hiccuping and, and uh, I've had it at mealtime, I've had it lie down, and just plain indigestion, just plain like you lie down, and everything sort of feels like it's coming back up, and you just got stuff, I don't know, in your esophagus or where, but somewhere there's something where it's not supposed to be and you don't want it there and you're not happy, that's what it comes down to, you're not happy and you just, oh my god, I can't... And then you, you sit up. So you're in your sleeping bag. You got zipped up. And then you just got to sit up the edge of the bed. And then you're fine. And you think, well, but I want to lie down, man. And you lie down. And it comes again. Whoa, whoa. Oh, something wrong here. Can't get them. So finally, you get to the point where you say, well, maybe if I just force myself to puke. And it, it, it does help a little bit. Maybe it's just, I don't know, some bile or something, uh, you know. I'm only telling you that because I won't be able to. In the morning, I won't want to sit there and record. I, I'll want to be off on the road because I don't know what time I'll get up to go and see Sylvain. But uh, meanwhile, you know, as I'm lying here, I'm reflecting and, and just getting to know Guilain so much better, you know, so much more in-depth. And Philip, who I didn't know well at all, um, I'm glad. Give him a little bit of hard time about American politics. He was, he was easy to push back. That's uh, no different here. And I'm saying, yes, there, there is a difference. You know, we Canadians know it. Um, and you know, that was it. Was almost like it was necessary to to uh, you know say you know I'd be hypocritical if I didn't tell you what I really think about America. The, the country frightens me. I'm frightened by America because of the the hatred, the guns, the ignorance. A lot of people like him, but and I, I'm I don't know if you're an American if, if you could actually see it the same way. You have to be outside the border, I think, to to look. It isn't a question of oh, Canada's perfect. You're not. No, nobody's ever saying that. But it strikes me. I mean, I'm, I'm scared of just this conservative movement altogether that's happening. This this talk that Polyev might beat Trudeau. Fuck you, no. I, anyway, why did I get into that? Well, I guess that was just part of the uh, part of the exchange. Part of the, sitting out in the balcony, he had himself a nice Cuban cigar. <laughs> it was lovely. It was lovely just looking at the two of them. 
hearing of their adventures, and, and uh, boy, oh boy, Kinan can really, she holds her own, you know, she's a strong lady, and that's pretty cool. And uh, they they, uh, they seem to do pretty well together, and that's a neat thing to see. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling okay now. Just one of these crazy things, eh? I'm not ready for it. I think part of course I was just still too high. I mean, I couldn't couldn't sleep. I was too wired up. Anyway, going to bed now. Going to sleep. So uh, next time I talk, it'll either be a new podcast or I'll be talking from uh, my parents' hometowns. Bye for now. Also, so good to see Mark and uh, Andrea. That was just that was just such a perfect time, which is what's driving me uh, to uh, to Richelieu tomorrow. Just that. Bye for now. Well, hello and good night. Uh, you're going to have to put up with a um, a horizontal kin. I'm lying down in the road track. It's uh, sometime after 11 p.m., 11.30 maybe, on uh, Sunday night. This is part of the same trip that I've been on, this road trip I've taken. So uh, I am now in Richelieu. And Richelieu is across the river from Chambly, Quebec. And Chambly is uh, where... My father's family lived, the Bowles, and Richelieu is where uh, my mother lived. And I guess, don't know whether they met at the same school or about whatever. They met certainly when they were teenagers. And um, so I, I, I came here for reasons of just revisiting a little bit of uh, his family history. Wasn't doing research, but I did find out from my sister that uh, they went for St. Stephen's Anglican Church and uh, I visited there thanks to Sylvain Grandmaison, the man I am visiting. Anybody who's a podcast listener will know uh, of Sylvain from way back when, back in the early days of podcasting. And uh, he is now teaching uh, graphic arts and other things at a, uh, a CGEP, a very nice career. So I had the joy, the benefit, the wonder, the uh, the great opportunity to meet his wife and his daughter and son as well for the first time. And uh, so maybe I'll just backtrack a little bit just in terms of uh, history. I said goodbye last night to uh, Philippe and uh, Guilin in the rain as they saw me back to the road trek. And uh, I headed off this morning. I, I think, yeah, I guess I recorded a clip. I was not sleeping well at all last night. But I headed off sometime around 10, I think, uh, and took a route that would not take me through Montreal, which was great. And uh, so drove all the way here. It's only, you know, under three hours to get here. And uh, they have a lovely old house on a very quiet street, a, a really an interesting area. It's it's all history all around. I think there's a uh, a home for uh, retired priests, sort of next door, and uh, 
I think the cemetery, and I believe if I looked out the window, I would see a lit up Jesus statue, arms outspread. Um, but uh, I'm not going to look out the window now. Thank you. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's where I'm. That's where I'm parked. And he said, no, "I'll just drive right up onto the lawn." So I've actually done that, uh, which is great. It's very. It's a beautiful area. Huge lot with wonderful tall trees. So very interesting place to arrive at and park. And uh, then. Um, after a little while, we um, got in his car to make the drive across the bridge to see Chambly. And he took me to the church I just told you about. And I went inside. A funeral had just come out. It was pretty weird as we walked up to the church. The bell rang. Oh, that's unusual. And then two people came out carrying urns. Um, and then a procession of a lot of people after that. I it's I'm I'm a little ashamed. I I stood off to the side on the grass and I was wearing my Beatles hat and a woman partway through the procession looked at me and smiled and tapped her head and my first thought oh she likes my Beatles hat and then <laughs> and then I realized no when there's a funeral procession walking past you you take your hat off, hat off as a sign of respect and I looked over at Sylvain of course he had already done it. He knew better. I, I was just a little bit ignorant. So I'm embarrassed about that. But no harm done. I did go into the church and take some pictures. It's quite spectacular. And just a lot of history. I haven't even scratched the surface. I'll have to read a little bit about it. But after that, a little bit of rain call came. And he drove me a wonderful road along following the Richelieu River. So the Richelieu River was quite historically important. And there was a British garrison here. There was an old fort, which was French, and then taken over by the British. And the garrison was here for a long time, and that's who the uh, who uh, the church served uh, until, I guess, 1869 or somewhere around then when it was disbanded and uh, they left. Uh, but the fort has been preserved and some wonderful old houses along the riverfront. So maybe I'll take uh, another visit. I think I'll cross the bridge and take another little visit into uh, Chambly tomorrow. On my way, either on my way home or on my way to my brother's or on my way to Valleyfield, I don't know yet. Um, Valleyfield is, of course, my, my hometown. Uh, but I've, I've been there a few times. The thing is, this route I take, sort of the south shore, it takes me close enough to it, so I don't know. We'll decide that tomorrow. Not in any rush to get home. Uh, with Naoko's blessing, take your time. So we uh, had a couple of beers. Uh, Sylvain knew the different brew pubs, and the one he took me to, uh, I had to amazingly good beer, two of Rus, but both of them were the same color, but one of them was sort of smoke-infused. And a stronger 6.5% as opposed to the first uh, Roos, which was five. Uh, both very, very good. So uh, that was that was very nice. To sit outside at a picnic table in Chambly and have a couple of beer with my friend uh, Sylvain, who uh, took a few pictures of me with his old Leica camera, a vintage Leica, which was uh, nice. I hope to see the results someday. And um, then back home, and he said, we'll uh, have supper. And he went and bought some steak, 
cooked it up. I got a text, Ken, are you coming in? The family's waiting. And uh, I just lay down for a couple of minutes. I was really tired, especially after the beer and after not sleeping. So I, I laid down a little bit. And then I went in and met his wife, Dominique, lovely, lovely woman. And uh, it was it was just it was just a pleasure to Sylvain told me about her and her work. And then their little daughter, uh, Lou. Did I say that right? Yeah. Lou. I'm pretty sure I got that right. And uh, his son, Savin. And um, my goodness, I guess if I'm going to harp on anything, it will be how impressed I was with Savin's son. 18 years old, long curly hair, fine-looking young boy. But what a depth of knowledge and uh, insight an interest in the world. In particular, he has a lot of interest in Japan. And uh, he, 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 I was just very impressed about how much he knew, really. I, I mean, we're talking an 18-year-old young young lad. Uh, he knew about the history. He just he just knew a lot, but but with with um, with depth. It wasn't just reciting facts. It was it was a, a man who was, it was a young man who was thinking. And uh, so we talked. Well, Savannah was on the phone talking to his parents who were having health issues. Um, Savannah and I talked for a very very long time, and it was a thoroughly enjoyable, uh, you know, in-depth conversation in English, too. You know, let's make that point here. His first language is French. His English is very good, and he was able to just carry on an excellent conversation. So I I just, I'm putting that out there. I I just, I want Sylvain to know what a wonderful job he and Dominique have done bringing up their children as parents. They've traveled a lot together been to France a few times, PEI. So I learned a whole lot more, I guess, about Savannah, about his family, about even Chamonix and Richelieu. And uh, I'm grateful. And I'm also grateful because it's a, it's one of those funny things that it was, maybe I already mentioned this previously, but it was Mark and Andrea mentioning they met Sylvain that... Um, tip the scales for me coming here because this trip has been on my plan for a long time and now here I am so uh, it's it's just been great um and now already it's funny the time with uh, Guilain Philip which which was so in the now it's just it's so far away you know and it's not it's only yesterday <laughs> we were in uh, in the uh, Irene's but it seems further in the past, I guess, because every everything else is new, and sort of replacing the, uh, you know, what's been happening. So this was good, lovely, lovely meal with wine and salad and special beer that Sylvain got, a uh, very strong one. But anyway, it's been it's been pleasurable. It's been interesting. I I think. There's a certain degree of hypocrisy in, in this podcast, as, as I'm sure you, you might know. 
And then if I had something bad to say about somebody, but I thought they might be listening, I wouldn't say it. Well, the fact is, I don't have anything to say badly about any of the people I mentioned uh, that I've been spending time with. But I do have issues with myself. Whenever I see and meet a parent, I'm always impressed with the job they have done as a parent and always feel, I wish I had done a better job. I wish I had, you know, like when I when I heard about all the holidays Sylvain took with his children, I thought, my God, why didn't we do more holidays? And and I, I, it, I, I celebrate on the one hand the people who do it and do it right, as Sylvain and Dominique have done, but I have to, uh, you know, condemn myself for, gosh, couldn't you have done more? And and you've heard this tape played many, many times on this podcast, and I think sometimes I'm not really seeing things all that accurately, and I'm, for, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm always painting the, a, maybe a darker picture than it really needs to be. That really, I haven't been that bad as a parent, and it's not that I was saying I was bad, but could have done better, could have been better on, on so many levels. So there it is. I said that. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to tell you that. I didn't want to share that. But here I am because it's it was the reality. Well, I sat and listened to Savannah talk about their trips to France and uh, PEI with his son. And, and I, I guess to see the beautiful relationship, the friendship, the naturalness between Savannah and his 18-year-old son, and I don't think I've ever been there as loose as clearly he must uh, he must be with his children. Because when I talked to his son, his son said how grateful he was to have such wonderful parents and how much they've given him. I was talking about gratitude, and he went right straight to expressing gratitude for the the good family he has. So that was that was nice. It was it was a, a definitely a. a very, very enjoyable and interesting conversation around the uh, around the table tonight, and that was that just was kind of a different element from uh, what uh, what's been going on recently. All right, Scarborough dude, signing off. Can you uh, try and get a good night's sleep tonight? Hope there's nothing I left out. I've posted pictures here and there, and. Uh, yeah, so check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you'll get more of the same uh, same event. Bye for now. And good morning. It is uh, Monday, the 21st of May. I'm still lying in bed, very comfortably, cozily. Um, after a good night's sleep, uh, the temperature is, is just the right amount of cool to want make you want to pull that sleeping bag nice and tight. And uh, it looks like a beautiful day outside. 
Um, um, I haven't ventured out. I'm still parked, of course, in uh, Sylvain Dominique's uh, property. And uh, I'm trying to sort out what I'm going to do today. I mean, I could go all the way home. It's uh, over a five-hour trip, mostly along the 401, or eventually. Uh, so that's possible. Then I thought, well, my tanks, my, my, uh, the black tank is full of urine. Yeah. And you got a tank, you got to, you know, when you're camping, you, you drain your tank. So I thought, well, I could go camping on the way home. There's other campsites. I mean, I could go try and get in on sandbanks or... Uh, so, you know, some of the others, there's a whole bunch I've been looking at here. Um, and, you know, do I want to go camping? I don't, I don't know. Just for one night, I have to stop my food setup. It's, it's still a possibility. Then I thought, well... I can visit my sister in Canada or my brother in Kempville and uh, stay the night there. But everybody has to, or my, if I stay at my niece's where I usually do in their driveway, they have to work tomorrow. So, well, you could still do that, but it would be a quiet evening. Um, or, just realized, gee, my friends Alvin and Brady since this has been a trip about friendship, are in Kingston. Maybe, uh, maybe drive to Kingston. And that gets me within three hours of home the next day. Yeah, that's possible. And, uh, of course, all the time I'm thinking, yeah, well, I'll go home via... Chambly first, I'll cross the, cross the bridge, drive through Chambly once more, it's, uh, maybe, I mean, I should go to the fort, Fort Chambly, and uh, learn a little more about the history, I don't know if it's open, but, uh, that's possible, first, and then I thought, well, since I'm in the area, it goes near Valleyfields, the route. Why not stop and visit my old home in Valleyfield, which I've done many times. You've been along, I think, for those trips. Go to uh, Galt Street and look at the old house. See what else, what other memories I have of Valleyfield. So it's all totally undecided, which I guess is a good thing. It's okay. I just hope... I make the right decision, and I know that sounds silly, but I often make the statement that we always make the right decision, or, or something like that. We always get to where we're supposed to get to. Whether that's true or not, I don't know anymore, but uh, certainly coming to Chambly or Shilu, visiting... Uh, So then his family was definitely the right thing to do, as was spending time with uh, Guilain Philippe.
So I guess I'm just asking how to cap this trip off. What's the, uh, what's the next thing? I think I'm leaning a little towards seeing Alvin and Brady and Gibville, if it's convenient for them and if they're around. I haven't seen them for quite a while. So, I gotta leave it at that. Maybe that was a message. Maybe that was... Well, it was Alvin, so here's your answer. Oh, roughly what time where would you be arriving? And that I have no idea. So I'll let him know that. All right, so I think maybe the decision <laughs> was just made live on this podcast. I think I'm going to Kingston. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. And we're back. Oh, yeah. Listen, uh, I got lots to catch up on and uh, very little time. It's about 3 o'clock on uh, Monday, May 22nd. I'm on my way to Kingston where I'll uh, park Sal in the driveway of my dear friends Alvin and Brady uh, in keeping with this friendship visit that uh, I've been on. What a wonderful little excursion it has been. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know when I woke up this morning where I was going. I thought maybe camping, maybe drive to Campville. I had no idea. And um, then I just thought of Alvin and Brady and thought, hey, I haven't seen them in a long time. And it sort of cuts my driving time down. Tomorrow I've only got less than a three-hour drive back to Toronto when I leave their place. I've just been told Philippe uh, passed on a message that the 401 is heavy, heavy traffic uh, west of Cornwall. And, of course, that's where I'm heading. But anyway, where I am right now is uh, in a little park. I'd call it, yeah, it's a big park, I guess. Parc des Fassauvés, uh, which I would have been to when I was a kid, but haven't been to for a long time. This is in Valleyfield, Quebec, my hometown, as you know. Well, if you pay attention, you know. Um... I rooted my map from Chambly. I gotta back up a little further. Chambly, right across the river from where uh, Sylvain lives with his family in um, Richelieu. And uh, he gave me the tour yesterday, so I had an oversight. And then we had a beautiful, I, I guess I mentioned, a couple of beer in the afternoon at a very good brew pub that only does draft. They will not can or bottle their beer, they like it the way it is. And uh, it was delicious, believe me. He'd he'd check them all out. This one he knew. Uh, Anyway, um, so I had an idea of where things were, and I wanted to see Fort Chambly. And by chance, it was open today. The season hasn't really started, but it was open today because it's a holiday everywhere in Canada. Although it's a different holiday in Quebec, it is not uh, Victoria Day. Uh, I think it's Patriots Day, and uh, Sylvia gave me a lot of talk about uh, the Patriots. Now, I've also got to say one of, wonderful thing about this trip, uh, being in Quebec, in Gatineau, and then, Rivier, and then uh, Richelieu, was talking with my French-Canadian friends, Guilain and Sylvain, uh, you know, getting a slightly different perspective on things here, you know, not the, not the standard Anglo view of everything. And uh, it's fun, especially, you know, with uh, Sylvain talking a little history. And I already mentioned what a delight it was talking with his uh, his 18-year-old son. But anyway, so, (laughs) 
This morning I leave after one of Sylvain's delicious cup of coffees. Cups of coffee, yes. Uh, so good. Uh, he takes his coffee seriously. Nice wine with the meal last night. Uh, they do it right. They do it right, that family. And um, it's it's wonderful to see people succeeding in life. And he and his wife are. She has a very good job uh, with the city government. And uh, Sylvain teaching a CJEP, uh, a very good teacher and uh, knows his stuff. A lot of darkroom stuff and uh, photography as well as graphic arts and things. Um, I keep getting sidetracked here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> left after coffee this morning, waved goodbye to the family. His wife, dear uh, Dominique, said, Oh, you can stay another day. It'll warm up. It'll be nice. Uh, very kind of her. And um, anyway, I drove across the river and found a good parking spot, got my roller coaster out, and uh, went to Fort Chambly. Took pictures of the outside, which I'll probably post on Facebook. Nothing special. No art there, but just photographs of uh, this old fort. And then uh, paid the $7 admission for a senior and did the tour inside. Uh, would only do I would never do that a second time, but I was glad to do it the once. It was, it was right. And uh, very, very pleasant time there. And it was noon by the time I took off. So uh, here I am in Valleyfield, parked my car right across the street from 40 Galt Street, which is uh, where we live. Took a picture, posted it on Facebook. Check back if you like. Um, and then I knew in my mind, and this is the wonderful thing, you have little ideas in your mind and you can you can ignore them or, you know, I'll just no, I'll move on, no, it's time to go. But this this wouldn't let wouldn't let me go. And I knew where it was, and it's a little restaurant, Le, Le Patate, Patate, I think. Patate. What is it? Uh, restaurant Le Patate. Patater, I guess. And um, I knew they had hot dog steamies in there. And that's all I wanted. But, of course, when I looked at the menu and saw they had poutine as well, mm, I probably shouldn't have because I had a good poutine in uh, in Ottawa at the Chateau Lafayette. But I went and had another poutine. So I am full. And I've had to tell Alvin and Brady, don't wait for me for supper because, uh, you know, I've eaten... Uh, and a great uh, hot dogs to me. A little embarrassing. She asked me what I wanted in French, and uh, and I didn't understand the words at all. And I just said, no drink, thank you, or no drink, merci. <laughs> and she translated, no, uh, on your hot dog. Um, on my, they call it a vapeur, hot dog vapeur. Well, hot dog, we knew them as hot dogs to me. I guess they've changed the name. I don't know. Anyway, all dress, please. Yes. So it was very good. It was very good. It was a wonderful little place. And handicap access, handicap washroom to their credit. And you go up to the counter, you order. There's a line of chefs, uh, cooks, down, down, the, down the, the road, down the counter. And uh, they prepare, and you're watching them put it all on a tray for you. And when it came to my tray, I went to pick it up. And the man waved. The guy behind the counter waved. No, no, no. And I thought, oh, that's odd. Everybody else, you just pick up your tray and you go to your table. And uh, next thing I know, he's got a kid who was a customer in line picking up my tree, tray for me to bring it over to my table because I had the walker with me. And I thought that was 
Very, very kind. Very, very nice. I mean, I could have handled the tray, but <laughs> he may have foreseen a problem. Uh, so that was great. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just so fucking happy. Happy I'm doing shit. Happy. I'm, I'm so happy I made a poem. I'm going to read it to you because I'm very proud of it. Philippe only gave me a thumbs up. Uh, I think I was robbed. I think I should have had a round of applause, something else. But uh, where is that poem? Oh, I sent it in a message to him. i got to find the uh, the messenger. Excuse me. That's Elvin. Where's Philippe? Here's Philippe Thomas. And uh, I called it A Poem Inspired Driving from Chambly to Valleyfield. Chambly, where my parents grew up and dated. Valleyfield, where I was uh, lived my younger years up until about eight. So here's the poem. Poem inspired by driving from Chambly to Valleyfield. There was a me. There is a me. There'll be a me. There'll be no me. But the me now is the cat's meow. Giving a little pause there for you to digest that. The me now is the cat's meow. Now, I don't have to explain the beauty of that poem, but uh, be where you are. Enjoy the living moments. Because you do have a history, you will have a future, but you only live now. Hence, the cat's meow. A meow is very now. So I'm 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 thrilled with that poem, and again one of those ones that was self-written, self-written. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, uh, that's all I wanted to say. I, I'm just I'm so on top of things in in a positive way because I'm doing what I want to do. I'm checking out, like going to the house. Yes, I'll make a side trip to Valleyfield. Yes, I'm going to uh, drive around the streets and uh, just soak in a little bit. Yes, I'm going to go to that place. Yes, I'm going to come into this park, Park Dauphé. Delpha Sauvé. It's when I was a kid, they used to have uh, like hydroplane races here. You know these boats. That was a big deal in Valleyfield. They always had the Valleyfield Regatta. It was huge. It's been televised. You know, it's it was a big deal. And right across, I'm looking in there. That used to be the uh, Nicholson's. I think it was you know the Coca-Cola factory. There was a Coca-Cola factory right here in Valleyfield. Small one. Like we're talking small bottling plant. And uh, then, of course, there was the Montreal Cottons, which is why this big industrial town grew up. And there's a lot of remains of those old buildings and those I would have seen when I was a kid. And they were, they were always a bit scary. They were very big, very stone buildings and brick and noises inside. And it employed a lot of people, of course. And, uh, yeah, this is Valleyfield. I, I'm going to make another trip. I'm going to be back. And I just told myself... You know, you got to remember the uh, that place because it was um, handicapped access and very good prices and just the kind of stuff I'm looking for. They had smoked meat that was tempting, but you know, smoked meat, you're always comparing it to the best you've ever had. And right now, the, the, the latest best is, has always been uh, Big Pete's smoked meat, so I didn't want to chance it. And I, you couldn't have smoked meat and poutine together. So eh, next time I'll do the smoked meat, maybe. All right. So Scarborough dude signing off on just a happy, 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 happy camper on just this little excursion I've made. Thanks to you know the people who who made it. It's been about the people. It was about 
Philippe and uh, Guillain. And it was about Mark and uh, and Andrea showing up. And uh, it was about Sylvain meeting all his family. And uh, it's just it's just all good. So I'll sign off. There's one more street I'd kind of like to take. I may just do one more drive around the town and then find my bloody way home. Although I might have to go that way anyway to get home. Avoid 401. That's what Philippe told me. Damn it. All right. So there you go. The journey's not over. I don't know what kind of a hodgepodge of a podcast this will make. And I don't really care because it's just a lot of pieces of nows that is also what it is about, right? The nows. Bye for this now. Bye-bye. Yeah, check, check, check. Hello, hello, hello. It is the Scarbo Dude back at you, maybe for the final time on this trip. It has been a wonderful little vacation. Oh, my God. It has been so, so interesting and enjoyable and worthwhile and safe. I've appreciated all the little helps people have given me with my balance problem of, you know, a little, you know, support here or there when needed. And uh, that's um, <laughs> that's nice. And I, I guess I'm at the point where I'm not afraid to ask for it when I need it. And that's that's important. Very important for me to, to get that way, to accept, you know, when things, oh, I think I'm going to have a little difficulty here. Maybe I'll just need your shoulder for a minute, you know, something like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um... I am in Kingston now. That's the last stage of the journey. I will be home tomorrow, or today, actually. It's technically uh, about 12.20 a.m. on uh, Tuesday, May 21st. And, yeah, I'm camped again. I insisted, of course. I'm with my good friends, Alvin and Brady. Now... Listeners to this podcast in the past will have heard those names before. Uh, they used to have a, a huge annual Christmas party and birthday party for Alvin around early December that I used to attend, and they've uh, scaled back on those. Alvin is my friend who just turned 80. I guess the technically the oldest of my friends, and uh, I don't let him forget that. We spent the evening and parked in the driveway of their house, and I insisted, I told Brady, no, I'm sleeping in the van tonight. I'm not going to dirty up another bed. Uh, This is where I'll be. And Brady is one of these very kind, generous, warm, welcoming people. So I arrived uh, because of leaving late from uh, Valleyfield, uh, and getting stuck in a little traffic on the 401, or one a single-lane highway. Um, ended up getting around 6.20, and next thing you know, Brady's got a hot dinner on the table, and uh, delicious as always. Alvin offers me a beer, I decline. <laughs> we had one tonight between us. Never got around to a second. Uh, but had an evening... Uh, at the dinner table, and then in their very cozy little living room um, of just talk. And good talk, deep talk. Uh, I won't I won't reveal the content, 
But the topics were parenthood, deeply into parenthood. They raised two daughters. I've raised two sons, or Melko and I have. And we've known each other since our children were little. Um, and we talked a lot about those things in a way that only you can do with friends where you can let your guard down, where you have full trust, uh, where you know you can learn something from each other, from sharing and caring. Uh, and it, it was it was truly wonderful. It, it, you know, I think I picked up on the theme a little bit when I talked about... Uh, uh, God, I was even going to censor that part out. Sometimes being hard on myself about could have done a much better job parenting. Uh, I don't know whether I'm going to leave it in or edit it out. But anyway, I do beat up on myself sometimes. And, and this was a a sharing of, uh, you know, and with the realization that all parents, parents who care, uh, like teachers who are really sincere, caring teachers, no, you could have done a better job. And you have to learn to sort of let it go and move on and do better in the future when there, while there's still time. So there's that as one of the topics. And my gosh, into... Usually we, we delve into a little bit of spirituality. Uh, Brady attends a Buddhist temple here. And Brady has great wisdom of her own. And uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, this question about... How do you give thanks? Recognizing, as Alvin and I did, how we've been privileged and had such easy lives, relatively speaking. Uh, not that there weren't personal hardships, but that compared to what the rest of the world goes through, we've had it pretty damn good. And my question is often, well, how do you show that gratitude? And Brady, Brady came up with, through acts of kindness... Um, and we, we reach some sort of consensus there. These little exchanges you can do, as I've mentioned, with a cashier at a checkout place or or wherever you happen to be sharing some time. Be kind to other people. Make them feel uh, appreciated, uh, cared for, uh, safe, you know, and, and you can do a lot that way. So that, that was another one of the, the topics, but... Uh, I won't go on and on other than to say it was, we, we sat for hours as deep long-term friends can do with a lot of joking, a lot of laughter as well, very important, and uh, covered a lot of ground. Um, so, yeah, Brady gave me the key on the way out, insisted I take a key to let myself in in the morning if I'm up before them. Um... And uh, their stories are pretty, pretty darn interesting. Uh, but I, I won't get into all that because I, I have talked about them before. But what a great decision it was this morning when I woke up. I may have shared with you, not knowing what I was going to do today, and maybe camping, maybe back to Campville, whatever. And then realized, no, this trip has been about people. So visit more people. And uh, this is just a, just a fine, fine way to uh, to end. I'm going to have to take a picture because I've been posting pictures. Uh, I did get a lot of uh, interesting feedback from the picture I posted of our, our house. Sorry about all the peep-popping noises. I, don't, I lost my mufflers here. And I'm vertical again, which 
throws my voice. Um, I posted that picture of our house and got lots of comments, some from I hadn't heard from in quite a while. One of them was from somebody who I connect with on Facebook, but we never met up or in person again. But he was a friend of mine, you know, up until the age of eight. And so he had been inside that house and knew it and asked something about a back staircase or another staircase. And my sister posted and friends of my sister posted and and other childhood friends chimed in. I remember that. Yeah, great times in that house. And, and so it was, it was kind of funny, not expecting that. I'm looking at the exterior of what's now quite a mansion, but basically the house, same shape and size. Um... And I uh, have other people come. Anyway, sorry, but <laughs> it meant something to me. I got kind of a thrill about it. The other funny thing was I just parked the car. There was a church across the street, and I backed into the lot and uh, so that I could get out and take a picture of the house. And just then, the phone rang, and it was my sister. And she said, sorry, I missed your call. And I said, I didn't call you. And the timing that I've just arrived standing in front of the house that we shared as children, uh, I thought was kind of uh, funny. Although she was in high school by the time we left. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. I think I'll just wind down. It just it has been so nice to share with so many people and to have so many interesting discussions and cover so much ground. I I just feel... Grateful, of course, but I guess also very much living in the present because, yeah, I may not ever get back to Grand May. Who knows? Um, everything you, you should be doing is if it was the last time, the first and the last, and the only, and and celebrate each particular thing you do. Easier said than done, because we can sort of just sort of get into a zombie-like state and not even realize what we've eaten or what we've watched, what we've said. So uh, I'm saying wake up and smell the roses. Scarborough dude, yeah, going to sign off and get some sleep and uh, have a nice coffee with uh, Alvin and Brady tomorrow morning on my, as I begin soon enough, my... Uh, Journey back home, putting this thing to bed. I don't have no idea what this listening experience will be like, but uh, it is what it is. Scarborough dude, ugh, can't stand that extra noise. Bye for now. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm back. It is Tuesday now, May twenty first. Books due in the library. Um, oh no, it's May twenty third. Missing a couple of days there. Um, I'm still in Kingston. I just uh, left Alvin and Brady's. Pulled up to the Canadian Tire. Topped up the tank for one hundred and fifty two dollars. And I'm on my way home. But I wanted to just end this with maybe kind of a summary. I, I don't know what this is like as a listening experience. I know people who might have been involved in this little excursion of mine might want to listen in. For example, uh, that guy from uh, somewhere in the States, 
Was it Minnesota, Wisconsin? Oh, Indianapolis, that guy. Um, the lawyer, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, it's, it was just an incredibly wonderful excursion, trip, holiday, vacation, whatever you want to call it, road trip. Just absolutely wonderful. And I was thinking, like, well, what am I going to say? How am I going to describe this? It was like live theater the whole time. And it was like having a part, you know, on the stage, in the theater, acting with the other actors. Except nobody knew they were acting. Everybody thought they were being authentic. And we were. We were. It was, it was real. But we all had our personas. We all had our characters. We all had... Our roles, we all played a part, we all interacted, we all ad-libbed, we all faked it, we all made it real. It was incredible. And topping it off, like that, the waking up in Richelieu, saying, oh, okay, now how am I going to end this? What, you know, yeah, I don't know what to do, go camping. And then Alvin and Brady end with some friendship, because it's all been about friendship. And what dear, wonderful friends they are. And it's not to make a hierarchy, except probably that's exactly what I'm doing, because I've known them for so long. And they are such dear people and such good friends. And, I, and my wife knows them, and we we, we interact, and we, our children know each other. So it's it's got roots. It's got deep roots, and that that's something special. And the laughter we shared is both of us, Alvin and I, are. Alvin's not lazy. Alvin's always worked, but neglectful. You know, not aware of something or misses something, not paying attention fully. This from not from Alvin's perspective, from his wife's perspective. We both married strong women. Brady and Alco are. Both very strong women, and Alvin and I are—we're I, not weak men, but we're men who need correcting. Okay, we'll own up to that, and we, we sometimes resent it. We're not happy about. What do you mean? You know, what did I do now? But we can joke about that, laugh about it. It's endearing. It's charming. It's funny, and it's—it's it's real. And so I guess the two women can compare notes sometimes, which I'm sure they do. Um, but it, it just it just brought out so much laughter. Like you know, Brady is sort of telling me a story of something Alvin did wrong, and I'll I'll interrupt her and I'll stare at Alvin with this very Alvin with a serious face. Alvin, are you paying attention? Are you listening, Alvin? And you know, silly things like that. But it's it's funny. It, it's it's at the level. With the, the degree of comfort is, is so deep that you can do anything. Like when Alvin offered me a beer, you know, I, I was very particular about what glass I was going to have. Well, with a stranger, I, I might not do that. Well, not a stranger. A stranger, I wouldn't. Well, maybe I would easier with a stranger, but somebody else, I might be reluctant. I, I might want to have slightly better manners. But with Alvin, I said, no, 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 not that one. No, I don't want a big, stupid glass. I want a, a nice, narrow, small glass, you know. And we joked about the, the buttering of the toast. I know this sounds inane and silly and maybe unimportant, but it is important, the little things. The fact that Alvin put my toast in too soon. Brady hadn't started the scrambled eggs yet. 
which she does remark Brady is an amazing cook on top of other things you know as is now called but the way she made scrambled eggs best ever and it's she just knew as they begin to firm up just a little bit lift the pan off the stove and then just stir them once more from the edge and they come they're 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 soft they're they're rich they're not dry they're moist still it's just perfect absolutely perfect so you know that aside it's not to go on because i could spend a long time talking about brady's cooking the meal they served me last night etc but alvin put the toast in early so of course like brady right away points out now ken's toast is cold and I pointed out, well, it was a little piece of butter that you just left as a chunk of butter. You didn't spread it evenly. You didn't notice that there was a little corner, you know, a two centimeters of butter. Would it be centimeters? I don't know. <laughs> a small chunk of butter that should have been spread and, and handed it back to him. <laughs> so, I know. I know. I'm sorry. You know, but the, the point is, there is love. There is care. There is hugging. Uh, Brady just gives from her heart. It's her natural. She from family lived in Guyana, I guess Indian heritage, and uh, an extended family, and she just knows how to give naturally and speak her mind and full of practical wisdom but caring the right way. And, and that question I ask, and I've asked other people on this trip, how do we give thanks? How do we express gratitude? for the blessings, people like me and Alvin and every other sort of middle-class white person I know, how do we give thanks, who's born in our time, who've had such a blessed, relatively easy, pain-free life, free of trauma? Um, I, how do we do it? And Brady and expressed the answer that I've been trying to, you know, pin down. It's through acts of kindness, through kindness, talking to strangers, smiling at somebody, giving somebody something, and I'm making the point it's not just money. So Brady does go to this Buddhist temple, and I think she probably has more wisdom than a lot of other people who may have studied various religions. Uh, it comes from her heart, and it, it's a beautiful thing, and she's a beautiful person. And uh, I'm just grateful to have them from friends, and Alvin is the friend. Uh, he did, you know, hike through Afghanistan and India and, and travels way back before. You know, there was a hippie trail, I think. Uh, he's 80 years old, as I've said. His his roots go deep, too, as a traveler. He was one of the earliest Kuso friends I know who was involved in, uh, in uh, teaching nuns how to grow food um, with an agricultural background. And uh, he still has all the letters he wrote his mother, which would be more interesting, I'm sure, than mine. And just a history. And Alvin is the guy who said, let's go to Mexico. And Alvin and myself and then my good friend Robin, who's just toured the rock around the planet once more, one more time, said, I'm coming with you. I'm not staying behind. And the three of us went off and had the most marvelous trip through Mexico and trip literally from picking the hongos. But... Alvin driving this big, it was an extended van, so he could load up carpet. He was installing carpet at the time. It was his business. And uh, so this big, long van, no toilet, no stove, nothing like that. Just kept it simple. We did cook over a fire. We rigged up a system, and we camped out in Salina Cruz, which was before it became Cancun, before that developed 
maybe back in 1976. There. So anyway, you know, I could go on. But the, the adventures I've shared with Alvin, first time meeting Alvin, showing his slides of India at an ex-girlfriend's house in Toronto, and just roots, 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 and caring and continuing. And so to top the trip off with a visit to Kingston to see two friends I know, uh, and again, insisting, telling me, you know, I'm sleeping in the van, I'm dirty, I haven't washed, I smell, uh, you know, these jeans need a washing. But, uh, so I'm not going to take your offer of a nice warm bed in your house. I've done that before. This is, no, I'm I'm out there. And of course, 8 o'clock this morning, Brady's out there. Can the coffee's ready. So, an ending, but, you know, this is not to neglect anybody else. It's just that this is where I'm at. I'm still in Kingston. I'm still digesting what I've just experienced. But what a wonderful, wonderful trip and in, in to to do it in the road track, which makes it so much easier. I just need a place to park. That's all. I'm not asking for any more. Anything extra is a bonus. Uh, but to do that, and uh, so I've got to give thanks to Philip, uh, who I referred to as the lawyer. He's not a lawyer. <laughs> um, for just that little bit of encouragement. Come on, Ken. You know, I'll buy you a meal. So I did take his meal and his his uh, his, uh, his beer. Uh, and um, just, you know, that was sort of a, a tipping point. And, uh, of course, it wouldn't have happened without Guilherme. And then the bonus of meeting Mark and Andrea saying, hey, we saw Syl- Sylvain. And, you know, six months ago I was contacting Sylvain. I'd like to come and visit sometime. And Sylvain, of course, was busy at college. I mean, he didn't work out a date, and I just dropped it. And then suddenly, yeah. Now was the time, and it was a perfect time for Xavier, who had finished his semester, and it was a holiday weekend, and to meet him and his wife and children and have that encounter on top of everything else. Oh, my God. So, boys and girls, life in general, it, it just can be so good. And the, and the funny thing, again, this I'll end on this note of the, the you know this balance issue. It didn't stop me. You know, the last couple of days, I said, no, I'm not even going to take the roller into the house. I'll manage with my cane. And I managed with my cane for getting around somebody's house and bouncing off the walls. That was just fine. So I've got to do more of the same. Scarborough dude, feeling, feeling full of love and care and blessedness. Seriously, deeply, wonderfully, authentically, really. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you and all of life and all of the gods that shine down on us and help us find our way. Thank you. Bye-bye.